0: Down to Business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk.
1: Now, as the end of 2022 approaches, it's fair to say that economically, at least, it's been a turbulent time with wars, inflation, and of course rising interest rates. So what's on the horizon for 2023? Well known economist Cormac Lucy has been paying close attention all year, and he joins me now. Good morning, Cormac. How are you? Hi, Bobby. Great thanks. Um, maybe we might start, Cormac, by differentiating between what's happening in Europe and in the US. Is there a difference in how inflation is actually happening, number one, and being handled, number two?
0: There is on, on both fronts. Uh, in the United States, inflation is largely a consequence of American policies. So they overstimulated. In the immediate aftermath of COVID, and that overstimulus has led to a big inflation splurge, and now they're clamping down on that. In Europe, there was a lower degree of COVID stimulation and a lower degree of inflation as a consequence of that. The big driver of inflation in Europe has been energy price increases resulting from the Ukraine war. So that's that's less okay. demand-driven inflation, like in the United States. And it's supply-driven inflation. It's caused by the supply chain. And there's nothing really central banks can do to fix problems in the supply chain. Uh, we just have to let those problems work their way through the system and, and hope that we can find workarounds on, on the energy price increases we're all having to face.
1: And I, I suppose it's probably obvious but that the U.S. is probably... They, 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 they generate most of their own energy whereas europe is a big importer of energy so i think i saw some calculation that you had out that was the difference there was about 4% more on the inflationary gain for us because we're an importer of inflation it it it's partly that and it's also there's
0: it, it, we're, we're suffering what's called a term of a terms of trade shock where we can be doing the same things in europe but we're having to pay more for a key input that we import. So even though we may be doing exactly the same things that we did a year before, we're less well off because we're having to pay more for this critical input from outside the EU. In, in America, it's a distribution within the American system. Uh, in Europe, we're su- we, we have lower incomes as a consequence of having to pay more abroad for energy than we did a year ago. So we're suffering you know, stagflation, you know, stagnant, uh, incomes and economic growth on the one hand, and inflation on the other hand, and tighten, you know, more tight uh, central bank policy and higher interest rates.
1: I, I think it was Mary Harney who once said that we're closer to Boston than Berlin. Uh, in your view, Cormac, which really model should we be aligning ourselves to? Uh, I suppose we can't control that, but w- which trends are we likely to follow?
0: Well, I think we'll do the usual Irish thing of uh, ducking and diving and get, trying to get the best of both worlds. Uh, you know, the Germans are good at thorough planning, solid, grounded economic growth, good social systems. The Americans are good at, you know, raw capitalism and competition and, and, and let the winner come through. And then we'll back the winning technology, whatever that may be. If you look at Irish economic growth, we're much more like America right now, than Europe. Europe is definitely in recession. Britain is heading into recession with a whole set of problems all of their own. So if we had no link to America, it would be hard for us not to be dragged into recession. But we're going quite strongly at the minute. The ESRI is projecting continued economic growth for next year. And that's largely on the back of our exposure to the United States economy through the foreign direct investment sector. Now, I I happen to differ with the ESRI. I think the U.S. US is going to go into recession early next year. And I think that will drag us in Ireland uh, into recession with them as well. It it may not be a very severe recession, but it will be a recession. You know, we're already seeing significant job losses in the U.S. uh, tech subsidiaries here. I think that's that's signaling what's coming down the tracks uh, to a greater extent next year.
1: And if we look at the labour market, again, it's quite different in America uh, to Europe. Um, And even if we look at the Irish scenario of certain sectors not being able to get employees, huge shortages in hospitality and some other related ones. And then, as you say, the kind of, I suppose, storm clouds that, that appear to be gathering around the tech sector. What do you see? happening next, or will it be different if we look at it sector by sector?
0: Well, I think the States is going to go into recession in the first half of next year. Uh, I think one of the phenomena of the COVID recession and COVID recovery is that a lot of companies laid off staff when COVID was hitting us, and then when we were recovering, they sought to rehire staff. And they found that much more difficult than they had expected. Uh, So so Ryan, it's interesting if you look at the, you know, talking about sectors, if you look at the airline sector, Ryanair hung on to most of their pilots. Uh, The the group company that owns BA and Aer Lingus let an awful lot of their pilots go. And and as a result, Ryanair has been able to ramp up their, their flight schedules very quickly, whereas the Aer Lingus and BA haven't because they don't have the pilots. So I I think, and and that's not just limited to the airline sector, it's, it's it's applicable to a lot of other sectors. So we may see something called labor hoarding, where in previous recessions, employers would have laid people off, but they may hang on to people this time for fear of needing them back in six, 12 months time. And it may just be simpler to have them somewhat inactive, but hang on to them rather than let them go, and then when you try to rehire them, find that they've gone somewhere else. So I think that's another reason why, uh, if and when we do enter a recession early next year, it may be milder than, uh, than, than previous recessions that we've had.
1: And I see that Ryanair are projecting carrying more passengers uh, this December than December 2019, which is really, really amazing, uh, given where they've come from.
0: Well... Somebody should be building a very big statue to Michael O'Leary for what he has done with Ryanair. It's one of the worst industries to invest in, according to Warren Buffett. Uh, He famously said that if if a proper capitalist had been present when Wilbur and Orville Wright first took flight in 1911 or whenever, the capitalist would have done his successors a big favor if he'd shot them down and prevented the airline sector from coming into existence. But O'Leary has proven Buffett wrong by generating consistently strong results for Ryanair. He's built the only Irish controlled or managed champion that scares the living hell out of its competitors, apart from maybe pennies. Uh, yeah. we've, we've spent you know, all of my adult life, we've been trying to develop enterprise. Well, there's Ryanair, didn't get any grants from the IDA. Uh, but it is a champion, and we need more champions like it. Uh, yeah. And it looks like O'Leary has, has successfully navigated the, the COVID storm as well. So, uh, we're, we're go- you know, he's going to be like Roy Keane. We're going to really miss him when he's gone.
1: Yeah. Um, finally, can I uh, bring you back to, you know, I suppose the I told you so. <clears throat> Christine Lagarde was on the Late Late Show, and she pretty much said that the inflation crisis came from pretty much nowhere. Um, She obviously wasn't reading your column in the Sunday Times over the past two years.
0: Well, I I wrote a piece in September 2020. That's two years and uh, three months ago. And I was looking at the money supply growth figures that the central banks generated in the immediate aftermath of economies being hit by COVID. And they hit the accelerator button like never before and i predicted that this would lead to asset price inflation and consumer price inflation more in 2021 than 2020 more in 2022 than 2021 so for 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 me to hear her suggest that inflation came from nowhere that's just I, i'm i'm outraged by her pretending uh that that this was so i mean the the, the central fact is it was central banks that caused this inflation. So it's rather convenient for her to suggest that this was just uh, that it fell out of out of the sky. And, well, and by I assume the way, that
1: she had I assume that she had the same data that you had uh, when you wrote at that time.
0: Well, I'm I'm just operating off a PC in South County, Dublin. She has an army of functionaries uh, around her in Frankfurt. Uh, So the notion that that I would be better informed than her, is it's amusing, it's flattering, uh, but it can't be reality. And I think what what we're going to see in the coming 12 months, we're going to see a lot of talk about Fed overkill, the notion that the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates too high, too fast, and has overly slowed the American economy. Uh, And I think we're headed for a US recession early next year and the Fed will get the blame. And by the, by, this time next year, we may see the Federal Reserve and other central banks going into reverse and actually cutting interest rates rather than continuing to raise them. But, you know, they have a few raises still in the pipeline to come. Uh, but I think we're close to the end of central bank tightening in the United States, whatever about Europe. I think we're close to the inflation top in the United States and in Europe. And I think next year... We're going to be living with the delayed consequences of central bank interest rate raises in terms of slower economic activity, uh, probably a recession here and in the United States uh, before we see maybe a bottom uh, in economic activity in the second half of next year. And then it'll be onwards and upwards from there.
1: Okay. well, we'll talk to you then as we talk to you now, Cormac. As always, we appreciate your analysis. And we look forward to uh, conversing with you over 2023 uh, as to how the economic landscape is unfurling. So, Cormac Lucy from the Sunday Times, economist uh, and friend of the show, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.